Hey, welcome to Five Things. I'm Tracy Burns. I'm a financial advisor with UBS, and I created this podcast because I want you to learn five things that will help you in your business, and then you need to move on because life is so busy. You have better things to do than sit around and listen to me blather. I, uh, I have been on a mission to help women through divorce and transition and empower and educate them. I have a super soft spot for female entrepreneurs, small businesses, and of course, Closing the wage gap is top of mind as I have three teenagers, two are girls. So I have a personal interest here. This podcast is a small help, small piece to help us get there, hopefully. Before we dive into your five things for today, I encourage you to listen to the two previous podcasts about what businesses should be thinking about right now. And as a small business, who are the people you should be surrounding yourself with? Bianca Benedetti Fang. Um, from our business owner segment team is here with me again today. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here again and as always to hear your voice. Yeah, you too. So for context purposes, we are in the heat of the coronavirus lockdown. Um, it's April 2020. We are doing lots of things remotely that we've never done before. The world is very different place and we will come out of this very differently as well. And Bianca, I know you talk to small businesses all the time. So how are they doing? How are they seeing things from where they sit? Yeah. So in many of our conversations with business owners, I think they're clearly concerned as we all are. But what has always sort of really surprised me um, and, and kept me filled with hope and optimism is that they're also very focused on solutions for their companies, for their employees, and steadfastly concerned about their customers as well. Um, you know, UBS recently conducted a survey. We call it an investor watch pulse. And uh, our researchers looked at general investors and business owners, and the owners and entrepreneurs were actually more optimistic. 74% of the surveyed population noted that they feel volatility is an opportunity. Um, but I think business owners are still rightfully cautious, and investors are looking for advice more than ever now. Yeah. And I love that, that you said that they see opportunity. I mean, this is where the entrepreneurial spirit performs the best in times of crises like this. And, and knowing that they could get creative and pivot and try new things and, and really care about their customers. I mean, look, people don't forget that, especially when things are bad. If you were nice to me, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And and so many business owners, but particularly the smaller business owners are really focused on that. Um, and so that's really great. Um, it's also, I think, wonderful that we are seeing across the country, you know, so much support. Um, fortunately for some business owners that have been impacted by COVID-19, there may be some relief that they can apply for via the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or as we've been referring to it, CARES, um, or PPP, the, the Payroll Protection Program. And so these acts will all provide much-needed support for business owners in the form of loans or guarantees, um, tax deferrals, or any other support. And what we love about it is that it's specifically targeting businesses with under 500 employees, which really we know are the engine of America. 
So we anticipate that these will be highly beneficial in getting businesses access to liquidity or to short-term injections of cash. But I think that there are also a few other steps that business owners can be taking and and should be taking to help their companies to survive uh, during this difficult stretch. Right, because this is short term and it's it's so necessary and so important. But then what happens when the relief ends, right? You need to, we need to be thinking about things right now so that when that lifeline is stopped, they stop it because they have to, it can't, you got to shut the spigot off eventually. Although we've been printing money, it seems for years now, but that's, that's fodder for another podcast. <laughs> <Different> um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there's, there's things you could do to survive there. A difficult time. There's survival steps that you offered, which are amazing. And while they're so pertinent right now, they're really important no matter you know where we are in the economic cycle to take a step back, no matter what your situation and revisit these five things that you're about to give us. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I definitely want to prioritize the list of things that owners should be addressing right now because we are in survival mode, but you're totally right. These are things that um, every business owner should be considering uh, in good times and in bad. So the first thing um, I would say is, you know, we really are guiding people to review their liabilities. If you have a business loan, it's really important to keep that loan current. Um, This certainly may make an important difference for business owners who are seeking access to the relief lending programs that the government will provide. But you know, financing and liquidity will likely be a key consideration outside of the next, call it eight to 10 weeks, you know, likely through 2020. So business owners should be sure to remain in good standing as it relates to their current obligations. Yeah. Um, as hard as that sounds right now, right? Try really hard because it's it's just like we were saying, if you're good to them, they'll be good to you down the line. For sure. And, you know, you're right. It, it will definitely be hard. And so one of the ways that we're suggesting taking a good look at your business's cash flow, seeing what you anticipate in terms of inflows and outflows over the next few weeks or months, um, and also reviewing your potential financing options outside of the relief, the CARES Act and PPP, what lines of credit and lending options do you have available, as well as, you know, are there any business insurance options that you can take advantage of or any other ways to access liquidity. Right. Like you have to get creative in lending as well, right? You have to think out of the box. It's not just maybe, you know, maybe you tapped out your credit line already. So what, what could we do next? Like you have to just really think and investigate and ask a lot of questions. And in the previous podcast, you and I talked about finding trusted advisors. Um, one of them maybe should be like your local, the, your local bank, getting to know your community bank when people don't, you know, we don't go to the bank anymore, right? When was the last time you went to deposit a check? But maybe that face-to-face contact would be really important in a situation like this because they can help you figure out, figure this out and get creative. Yes, absolutely. So where I think we actually have been seeing some, you know, of the more unfortunate cases is in businesses that had been doing really great before this, never had a need uh, for any commercial lending or financing solutions, and now don't have a relationship with with a banker that they can um, you know, rely on during this time. And so it is, again, just really important to know what your options 
are, particularly on the liquidity and financing side. Um, and even potentially if you don't ever intend to utilize those options, you know, maybe consider like opening up a credit line, for instance, just so that you have the flexibility in case you need it. Right. Um, and this really rolls right into your next tip. Yeah. So our next tip is reforecasting budgets. Right. Um, and I think, you know, all of us are doing this now, but it's particularly important for business owners to recast short-term budgets and long-term financial plans and to do it regularly. So maybe even as often as weekly, because, um, you know, budgets can potentially change. Uh, you really need to look and understand any liquidity constraints the business may have. You also have to take measures to shore up those financing options, as I said, and insulate the business in the event of you know, a further agitated economic downturn that may be a little bit further drawn out than we're anticipating. Yeah. I mean, you and I were talking before we started, like even at home, you're reforecasting your budget. I was telling you that I stopped buying bottled water at home because no one's leaving and no one needs to carry a bottle of water out of the house. And so why should I incur that expense right now? I'm trying really hard to keep us like in the realms of responsibility here. I can't go to the food store that often anyway. So it sounds ridiculous, but these are on a smaller scale. It's these little things that end up making a difference down the road. Yep, absolutely. Prioritize the line items within a budget and begin to categorize the expenses as essential and non-essential. That way, if you need to retract, you can do so in a really quickly and nimble way. Right. My son thought my idea was not essential. I disagreed. So we moved on. No, no <laughs> bottled water here. <laughs> um, leveraging technology, though, now is huge. Yes, uh, yeah, for sure. And I would say that it will be key to the survival of a lot of businesses. Um, and so, you know, every business owner knows that they always need to be looking one step ahead. And I think it's really important at this point to use technology to your advantage. Um, throw out the old paradigms. Those are quickly changing, giving way to a new reality. Um, and so, you know, what I've been seeing now, of course, is a lot of remote work, I, I think mandatory remote right, work right, right. Uh, across the board, whether we like it or not. Um, and so, you know, look at the technology that you're utilizing now in order to do that. Um, really think about, is there a better way that we could be doing that? Is it better systems and processes that maybe we should be, um, you know, investing in or at least finding out about? Um, or is it a new way of working? Is it a different system um, that, that we should be considering? Absolutely. And I think sometimes you might have to think for your customers, like you need to, you can get creative for them. I was working with a, um, a small company that are, they sell wine in a can. It's a millennial thing. I got nothing. I, I, I'm not sure I could drink wine out of a can, but that being said, they had all these events planned with all their cans that were going to be, um, you know, utilized and the, all the events got canceled and they came up with this brilliant idea of saying, you know what, why not send these cans to your employees and do a virtual wine tasting with them? And so now they're selling more cans than they've ever sold in their whole lives. So it, it was there. They were using the technology to help their customers think bigger, think differently. I suppose you could say pivot a little bit as well, but maybe 
you know, maybe businesses need to do that too. Maybe the customer is not that smart <laughs> or not as smart as you are, I should say. Yeah. And, and look, you know, technology sometimes can be scary. Um, it's a little bit unknown, but when you're forced to do it, um, you can see like there, there are really great advantages if you embrace the use of technology. Fantastic. As a matter of fact, I mean, I know if, if nothing else, I'm in touch with people I haven't been in touch with in years because I could sit home and talk to them. And I'm, I think I work more efficiently at home while I love, you know, seeing people and, and hearing about everybody's weekend and stuff. You, you can't argue that working from home, I get laundry done. <laughs> like I get all these things. My day is so much more efficient. So there are pluses to the technology. Yes, absolutely. And also, I think that that kind of brings us into the discussion of, you know, the new normal. Right. And really, that's sort of, you know, one of one of the areas that I, I want to focus on as well. Um, because I do think that another area business owners should continue to, to really concentrate on is the strategic initiatives of the company and the long-term goals. And I think they're the area that they, they want to um, most concentrate on is execution and planning. So the first priority for them should be a focus on creating a, a plan that addresses the new normal. It's not easy. No, no, because who knew? Who knew we'd be right. all here someday, right? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the companies that we've spoken with have said that, you know, they do like weekly war room meetings virtually with their management team to address top concerns. Um, but it is really important, no matter how you do it, um, to focus on the execution and planning. And I think during those discussions, you want the top priority to be implementing the business continuity plans, safeguarding the employees, the customers, your suppliers, all of your stakeholders, um, and working really to ensure that there's limited disruption to operations. And again, like reforecasting your budgets, that might be something that in this environment you have to do frequently, maybe even on a weekly basis. This is right. Like to me, of your five, this I love the most because this is where the entrepreneurial spirit thrives. How can you think like, you know, where are we in 12 months? Are we back to work? If we're not, how, what, how can your business make my life better? What can I do as a business owner to make, you know, everyone's life better that is now has to social distance for who knows how long or things like that. Like thinking out far and thinking how, how you can help is, is, you know, it's, that's how the ingenuity and that's how the brain gets going. Yes, for sure. For sure. And actually, in some ways, I think that that brings us to our final uh, topic that business owners really need to focus on if they want to, if they want to survive. Um, and that is creating that new strategic vision, thinking ahead with a lens of positivity. And I think entrepreneurs in all the work that we do with them, we've really typically seen that they have a very different relationship with risk. Um, you know, we did a, a profile of successful entrepreneurs um, called Flight Paths. And as part of that, we interviewed some people who built great businesses and, and uh, went on to sell them. And one of the entrepreneurs mentioned that he felt most people view risk as what if I do this? What happens if I make this choice? Whereas entrepreneurs view risk more as what will happen if I don't do this? Yeah, like, what will that. happen if I 
if I don't pursue this vision? Um, And so really, so many of the business owners that we work with started their companies because they had amazing solutions. They had a better way of doing something or a, a superior product. And we all know that, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So I feel really strongly that the post-COVID world will actually be an entrepreneur's market. It will be a place where disruption and innovation will be embraced in a different way than it is today. And so it's so important to understand when we come out of this, um, hopefully in many ways we will come out stronger, but also different. So, you know, my final tip is that business owners should really take a step back. And after they've attended to all of the things that I mentioned as the top four, that they take time for number five and try to really think about what are the things that worked for you during this time? Did the remote working structure work for you? If so, are there potential cost savings there that you can look into and maybe, you know, funnel that into research and development for your next, you know, kind of more uh, risky or innovative product. I think we've all seen, you know, every business owner has pivoted in some way and has shown some great resilience here. And so now it's about saying in our new normal, in, you know, the next few months, what are the things that worked really well for us that we can actually take and integrate into our businesses to make them stronger? This is amazing. Um, just to review your five. So go over your liabilities and your lending. Understand your cash flow. Reforecast your budgets. You don't need to buy water bottles. Come on now. Um, <laughs> leverage technology the best you can. Think out of the box and think out of the box for your customers. And finally, think forward, right? Pivot, create a plan, ingenuity, entrepreneurship. You know, some of the best businesses out there today, some of the largest publicly traded companies were created during recession. Trader Joe's, my favorite place on the planet, was created during the recession in the 50s. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity right in front of your face. And if you are brave enough to start your own business, you have the gumption to figure this out. I mean, right there, I think there's a spirit in an entrepreneur that it's just different. You have guts. You have <laughs> you have you have so much, you know, more than so many people out there. So I'm confident the entrepreneurs are going to take us to the next level. Yes, absolutely. And I know somehow I feel like all of our podcasts always wind up trending towards like beverages and wine. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I will say like we, we all see like so many innovative things. You know, my favorite restaurant in New York City um, started like with all of their deliveries, including like these like pre-mixed cocktails, Fantastic. sans the alcohol. So you could like add your own alcohol at home and who knows, maybe in six months, you know, selling those mixes will be a huge part of their business. So it's really, again, just about embracing that, thinking positively toward the future and saying, you know what, what worked well, what can we continue to leverage moving forward? I love it. Bianca, thank you as always for all your insight, that you're, that you're a wealth of knowledge and we're so lucky to have you. And um, even though I don't get to physically see you, I love spending these 20 minutes with you. Thank you so much for having me.
information is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.